0: Good morning. I'm going to do a final part on Malchus, part three, in the series that we've been going through, the Ishtashlus. So the Esa Sphiris, we went through every Svidah, Choch, Mabina, and now, through, uh, I might as well mention the more Choch, Mabina, Das, Chesed, Gura, Teferas, Netzach, Ejtis, and Malchus. So Malchus, of course, requires, uh, three shiurim is... Uh, is also a simpson to really cover the whole uh, discussion of it. But I think I try to do more to Machzik to try to condense it into a few key points. So I want to just conclude with a few uh, other elements. Being that it's also, it you know, was standing at the end of the nine days and um, Tisha B'Av coming. So as I mentioned last week, so this explains based on the Sefi Yetzirah that says Eser V'Lei Eser that there's only ten spheres, ten, not nine, and not eleven um, which immediately jumps out to the number nine um, because Tishabov and the Tishayom, the nine days is nine so what's lacking? Malchus in the language that we're so accustomed with, especially in the Rebbe's words in the first Maim of so the Deir HaShvih, what is its role? Similar to Moshe's role in his Deir HaShvih from Avram to bring the Shekhinah that there were the seven Rikim that the uh, Stalkus threw Chetet and then the subsequent generations and Avram reversed the process and the last step is taken from Rikia HaShvi or Rikia HaRishin Rikia HaShvi into the Oritz and that's the role of Malchus so the Beis Amigdash associates with Malchus because it's the bridge in the language that we're so familiar with, atzilus tibiah. So Malchus is always the bridge. And we discussed at length why it's called Malchus, what it is in Midas Adam, Remus, self-esteem, the Malchus dekai that a person feels. And um, heim, Bnei Melachim And, uh, and other, other aspects of Malchus, we discussed also Mashbia mekabul. The Malchus is in the Kaeva, and Zohar is uh, the Zachar, the Chosen is Zah, Yechud Zun is Yichud Zoh, Malchus is the Yichud of Shimsha, Basir, the, the sun and the moon, and that gives the birthing that creates the next world, Biah. So, we also talked about Tamlichun Yalechim, the idea of crowning God as Malach, what that means, especially in Rosh Hashanah. And now, I have talking also Malchus also represents the Elias Yeridas, like the moon, because Malchus is essentially associated with the Levona, that Levona goes through its phases, and since Yisrael, Damian the Levona, and Main and Levona, we're similar to the moon. We're compared to the moon, and we count by the moon. That's how we count Zman, through the month, through the through the months. So the moon goes through Shinuyim all the time. And the same thing, Am Yisrael when it goes through ups and downs, just at the point that we see in history, Rahman al we were about to become extinct. Literally, like the moon diminishes to the point you don't see any moon. So, there's Laydah Salavarna, the Leda, the birth of the new moon, which is Rishkedish, which is why we celebrate Rishkedish. And the 15th of the month, which is the full moon, always represents Shleimus. That's why Pesach and Sukkis and Purim are all on the 15th. And as well as going from Bav into Ashchamisha Ashabav is also the 15th as Arizal explains, because it's the Ali, HaMalchus. Malchus at its fullest is when it's facing the Shemesh. In the language of Chassidus, it is um, equal to the Shemesh then, and that is the Yichud Shemshe the total Yichud. When the moon is a new moon, it's just the beginning, it's just the birth of it, or the other phases of the moon. So I want to, taking that, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that. If any of you learned Ayyem Gimel, right in the beginning, and this is brought in other places as well, he quotes from Meitz Chaim that, uh, there, that there are seven f- stages of, of Malchus in connect, context to the Shemesh. And they all refer to the stages in history where we were both in times of Geula, so the, the Shemesh and the Levon is on a higher level, that's Malchus on a higher level, and when, the, when we're state of Golas, Malchus is on a lower level. So I'm not going to go through all seven here, because it's a little complicated but essentially to using the language of the Yitzchayim and the way that Antadabar Rashab explains it it essentially comes down to just using a Moshe let's use the mushel of a mashpi Makabul. that when you have a teacher and a student so what's the best scenario possible is when the teacher is mukusha connected to the student and the student to the teacher and there's a flow that doesn't have any hefseh, doesn't have any concealment and it's just flowing back and forth beautifully to the point that That a student Can actually even become equal The student can become The moon can become like the sun So the concept of what we know We learn in Chumash Under the fourth day of creation It says that Two great luminaries And then it says Will shine by day And by night so of course the Gemara and asked the question, he just said why is it So now we know the story, so the Gemara elaborates, because the Levoni came and complained, complained to the Ebershter, he made two kings, two luminaries and you can't have one, two, well, one crown for two kings. You have to decide who's the king. So the Ebristah says, that's the case. Go diminish yourself, and the king will be the son. The son will be the Mayer HaGodl, and you will become the Mayer And then the Gemara continues. The Ebristah then has karata. he regrets it, and he says, that Then you should bring a carbon. And why do we bring a carbon? A carbon here is a carbon chatos, which is anachet, sin. What's the sin? So the sin here is the Abristh's kavyochal sin. Aveel I bring for me an atonement because I'll Because I diminished the moon. Which itself is a, a, a interesting thing. If the didn't want to diminish the moon, he shouldn't diminish the moon. Why did he diminish it and then say bring a Kapoda for me? Since uh the uh, outside was just uh, when was it yesterday? So I remember Abiel once called me. I was out, out of the country, so he left me a message on the phone. I'm, I'm all my phones, to be honest. When I got back from Israel, I was in Israel. So I met him, and I said, what is it? I saw it was so urgent, you left messages. He said, nothing, nothing. It's not my joke he wanted to share with me. That was his way of bonding. So, uh, so I said, and sister, what's the joke? He says, over his money, that doesn't matter. Anyway, I pushed him, I pushed until he told me the joke. The joke was, on this Gemara, that there was a Rosh Shiva, not a Chosidish Rosh Yeshiva, a real litvak, who was teaching this Gemara in Chulun, of Sam Muhammad and uh, he came and asked the question, what's the harveya like kapora, a which is what you bring on a chet, on a shegek. The hei did it it. So it should have been a korban Why do you bring the kor so the Rosh Hashiva came up with a great innovation. This is Abiel telling me, he says, that Rosh Hashiva says, God would do such a thing by It had to be So, however you, that's the joke he shared with me. Anyway, um, getting back to the Gemara. So this whole, everybody wonders what kind of gemoda, what's the meaning of this Gemara? The whole thing is strange that first he the first he creates, then the the moon comes and complains. So the neighbor says, Oh, you complain? Okay, you diminish yourself. And then the neighbor still goes back and says, No, bring a kapotra for me. And then we know that the will be The Lavana will become back to its full glory. And Khsidis explains that Taka will be Kishiva time seven times as big. But then, let's see, this explains, especially in the Maimar I quoted in Beis, that actually Levana will be even higher than the Shemesh. Because Aliyah will be even higher than Zah, in the language that we're familiar with again, the Shaman Izunis Minaguf. That the Kalim, the root of Malchus, and it will be Ashes Chayla Teres Baila and the Kavit to save of Govet. So, what's going on here? The whole thing sounds is, is it higher? Is it lower? Or was it So, there's actually my modem that talk about this at length is uh, the Alta Rebbe has a mind with Simech Tzedek and Neira Teireh in Bereshis elaborates on it, and actually Rabbi Isaac Homler has a whole sefer just on this. You may be familiar with the sefer Shnei Meiris Hagdelen. It's called Shnei Meiris Hagdelen. Rabbi Isaac Homler has a whole sefer just on this gemara to explain at length what's going on here. So I want to sum it up, because it's really the whole Yesod of everything really. And here you see how Malchus plays such a central role in the whole Bria and Tachlis HaBria and everything. So the truth is that Malchus represents a paradox. The very paradox of existence. And that is that on one hand we know Eneid Muvade. Eneid. There's nothing but Eid. It's And in the language of Chassidus, that was every, there was no other possibility. Now remember, Lifniat Symptom doesn't mean in Zaman, in time. Lifnat Tsimtsum exists right now. It just means conceptually lifyad simpson that level. So there's a level right now, if you're aware from that from that perspective, there's nothing but elukus. We can't really identify with it the Hergish that Rebbe once wrote Nasikha Remember I prepared in Prishpotimdao that every wrote we don't feel it. So we don't feel it. we even though it makes sense, Alakus Bibchitis. If Alakus is Takhlas Amis, the world is almed shikra, so it's not that the world is a dimyon chazrusham. The Ebrister created butter, but we don't see, like he says in Tanya, shariach al beferish, ilan nitl laayin If we were able to see the Dvar Hashem that is constantly creating the world from Yeshmaein, everything would become butter. So the to concealed it from us, which we call it simson. So there's another perspective where we don't see the elokus, but the truth is that's the truth. So here's the paradox. If that's the real truth, so what is our truth? Not Emes, or oh, yes, Emes. So if you said it's a Dimean, Chazur Shalom, that's one thing, but you can't say it's a Dimean because then that whole Tehra Mitzvah becomes also a Chabon HaLoslan a Dimean. So B'raish is as the Rebbe Marash explains in the famous Mayim Mikha Moicha, Tafrish how do we know there's a world? How, how do we talk to know it's not a Dimean, an illusion? Because the Ebishtah said, B'raish is B'ra The Ebishtah himself said in the Tehra, that he created the world. So the same Emes of the Eilakur said that he created the world. He brings the second eye from uh, Kishutim, from Ahizah Sana'im, the difference between a magician and a ma- machashef. So the is a big difference. A magician is just sleight of hand. A machashef is someone who actually can change something and do something miraculous. So if it was all a dimian, there wouldn't be the Denim of Kishuk altogether. Everything is a And Anyway, point being is, there's existence. So, the Tzimtzum really comes to reconcile that, that the Ibrishta concealed, like he explains in Tanya there, in al Hashem al Hashem Hain Vuresav, the concealed, the same Ibrishta that created the world also concealed his presence, but it's also part of Alukos. <clears throat> so, if you think about it, there's a constant uh, uh, tension here. You can put it a tension between the reality of Tasel, you know, the reality of the truth of Ened Melvade. And on the other hand, our reality where we begin life, everything is concealed. We're sitting right here in this room, wherever you may be. And you don't see Eloquus. You don't feel Eloquus. You can be and You can contemplate on it. It makes sense. Eind over Eses Nothing creates itself. But you see a table. You don't see the Bar inside the table or whatever else object you're looking at. So, truth is, that when you just talk about and say, let's say, the world of Atzilus, which says, Yes, that's a world that is aware of godliness. Think of a tzaddik, a rebbe. 24 7, the ovis, their whole mitzias was completely aligned with the leukus. There was nothing else. The Alt Rebbe would fall asleep or take a nap automatically Friday afternoon. Because he was Bedug Mishal Maila, he was aligned. La Maila is Dormita zah. zah. goes into a type of sleep. So the Altareb automatically being below, he was Bedug Mishal above. de Leila. Rab would go lie down because he knew that's the time and he went and did it deliberately. He had to do it by In In Indian, Sadiq doesn't even have to look at a calendar to know it's Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur or Tisha b'a, for that matter because he feels it in there. When Al-Tareb was in prison, we know that he knew what hour it was, day and night, based on the tzirufim. Now that requires someone who's completely aligned, his consciousness is aligned completely with the uh, goblins. But the rest of us are not in that level. So which sphere of all the spheres captures this? That's Malchus. Because Malchus is both, on one hand, has tremendous power, but on another hand, maklum it doesn't have anything of its own. So when we talk about Neshamis Yisrael, or sometimes the expression Knessis Yisrael, you'll always see Knessis that's the spirit of Malchus. And it's exactly this paradox. The sun is a, always a brilliant, bright, bright sun. The clouds can cover it up, but the sun is always shining. Even though it goes through small changes and sun flares and stuff like that. But the sun is consistent. My in the moon is, as I said, its reflection to the earth is always different. Every day it changes. Because the moon because like the like the Levana the the, Levant, the Malchus and and the Eden that are Levana Main levana, also are going through changes all the time. Here we were in Gaulus Misraim, and had we stayed one more second, we would never be able to get out of that God-forsaken place. And then suddenly and we're freed. Here we are Holocaust that took a third of our people, and who knows what could have happened to al if it continued. And then, a little while later, a few years later, the Jews are experiencing a Renaissance. And here we are today, who would have imagined after everything we went through. So you constantly see, she in the Scottish Kamesam, that the Levona and the Eden are very similar in that sense. There's a constant up and down, waxing and waning. This is the essence of Malchus. So if all the sviris, which msfida, if you wanted to look at, mirrors, mirrors and reflects the, the matzav Ha'elam, it's Malchus. So that's why in Khsidis you'll find the language, it's matzav, this this the level of Malchus will define where we're at. When when in the time of Ghiliam, time of Geula, or time of HaMikdash, Malchus is shining full glory. In the time of deepest Golis, Malchus is Betachlis Ha'elam. So then when you look at it that way, then going back to the seven levels, so the Eitz Chaim explains that Malchus has seven different stages as it relates to the Mashpia and the Makabu. I think a good example can come from Abhil's famous maimah, Abhil Parachim. So there's a maimah that's uh, been printed, I think, recently. It's called Isa Bapsikta. It's connected to this time of the year. The Rebbe quotes it in Chlokut Siches Chalik Bez and in later Siches in Tav nun and Aleph and Nunalaf, I think, as well. Um, so it's a very interesting mime. The mimus is on the Psikta that speaks about uh, the Plosa, the Paranusa, the Shiva, the Nechemta, and uh, Tartad the So the Gemara says that Maftirin, what's Maftir? Maftir was due to the Gzeda, that the Romans for, forbade learning Tera. So the Idn came up with the uh, Chochme, that, okay, we don't learn Tera, should be Sav, meaning Chumash. But we learned Tanakh. And that's when uh, haftarah began. So they read every week. Not the Parsha, because that was not allowed. So they read Me'ein HaParsha every week. So something that was in this team of Breshis, team of noyach etc. So haftarah they found haftarah somewhere in the Neveim. In that's what they read. When the Gzeda was over, just as a, a parenthetically, as a footnote, why do we read haftarah Because by Eden... We never stop something that's good, even though the Gzeda was over. So, Batla Gzeda, botla, so ha-tam, botla Gzeda. Nevertheless, we continue reading dafted every week. Al brings in Shulchan Aruch. Akoponim, so the Gemara says, except a few weeks. So every week you read Daftayr's Me'ain HaParsha, except sometimes during the year when we read ha muura or Me'ain, which is the events that happened then. And which is the classic one, the Tloss of the Paranusa, the three weeks, which we're now concluding, the weeks between Shivasa and and Tishabov, there's Tloss of the Paranusa, since it's the time of Khurban. So we read three Hafters that talk about the destruction of the Beis Amigdash. It's not about the theme of the Parsha. Even though the Shalom writes, there is a connection because everything's Ashwag Pratis, but it's not openly the theme of the Parsha. As a matter of fact, if, let's say, Pasha Pinchas falls out of the three weeks, we read a different Haftet. So that's Tloss the Paranusa, followed by Shiva the Nechemta, starting with Shabbos Nachamu Veschanon, all the way till Rosh Hashanah, seven weeks. So those are seven Haftetas all about Nechama, because every week we read about the consolation and Nechama and the comforting Nachamu Nachamu Ami and all the other six uh, Haftetas theme is Nechama. And that leads to Rosh Hashanah, and between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is tshuva. So Tarte de Yufta, two afters, tshuva Yisrael. And depending when uh, the second afters between Rosh Hashanah between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, the theme is tshuva. So there you have twelve weeks that the themes are not from the parsha but from the muurah, the event. So the Psikta says this in Medrash. And uh, and Rabbi Hillel has a meimer that the Reb writes on the Semach Tzadik's and he explains the whole thing in Apiksedes. Uh, and briefly, what he says is that uh, what is the three, the seven, and the two? So obviously, it jumps out right away. Three is the Chabad Meichin. Seven is the seven midas. And the two, as he explains, is either Malchus going down to Biah or or Kesed Aliyah from Malchus to Kesed. And what is, what's the connection of, of the connection? So he gives a moshul. And the Rebbe uses this moshul. It's a very powerful moshul. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it if you've already learned the kut desiches. The moshul goes like this. A teacher wants to teach a student. And uh, he's being a you know? So the teacher has to be mitzamtzim, has to limit the flow of his ideas. And he shares with, with his Talmud. <coughs> then suddenly the teacher has a chukka, has a yearning, to, uh, of love, deep love, like we learned in Agnes, okay, the Geras HaKadis, Simon Tezvav, the iskashos of the Rav to the Talmud, that in that moment he suddenly wants to reveal to the Talmud a whole new chiddush, an unprecedented revelation and innovation that he has never taught him before. So what does the teacher do? So in order to prepare himself to, pre- to teach this new thing, he has to step back. So he falls quiet, He falls silent. And suddenly so he's not being mashpi anymore. He's preparing himself to give the student something far greater. Whenever when you're giving somebody something that's lifi'erach, you don't need to stop. You still you keep flowing. But if you want to reach, uh, give someone something really big, you have to go back. It's like like a, this brings the example of a bow and arrow. The farther you want to throw, shoot it, the further back you have to pull. So the teacher goes back inside himself in order to prepare himself to give his great chiddush to the student. So for this moment now, the student doesn't hear the teacher speaking. So it's silence. So from the student's point of view, he feels the teacher may have abandoned him. Maybe the teacher doesn't care anymore because he's He's not. he's not saying anything. So the student can make the mistake and think that this helem is really a helem, not Bishwila Gili, but the the teacher doesn't care. The teacher is now distracted or moved on. So the, the, the Rabbi Hill brings the Moshe and says, and the Rebbe cites it, that the Nimshal is that after the Hurm Beis HaMikdash, the Ebishter wanted to prepare the Gu'u La'amitiz V'ashleim and the Binyam Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, which is Shulei Ba'elach greater than the first and second Beis HaMikdash, because both of those stood 410 years, 420 years, Govet God liyeh Ba'is but they still, at the end of the day, had a limit. Ba'is HaShlishi will be Migdash Adnei Keni Decha. Abayas Nitzchi forever and ever. So preparing for this guhula is the gollus, is the concealment. The teacher is concealing everything in order to prepare for a far bigger gili. It's an interesting twist in it. In other words, the concealment is not an enish, and a punishment, which is what we may think it is. It's actually preparing for something much greater. That's Abhil's mashal. And the Rebbe brings it, so, 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 and the vote is like this then. So, the three weeks, we always see it as Tloss of the which means it's God's way, retribution for the Chatoim and the destruction. And here the plus is Chabad. The Avish is going back, the Lakus is going back from Zoh into Mechin. The teacher is going back into his deeper Chabad in order to prepare even greater Gilead. That's why it's three weeks. The three correspond to Chokhma bin Adas, but Chokhma bin Adas and Derech Aliyah and Siluk because the teacher is going back into the side of himself before he's going to reveal. And then, comes, followed by seven weeks of Shiva which is the seven Midas, and now he's bringing from the Chabad, Hamshachas Mechen into Midas, which is the Amshokha from a higher Gile now, coming into the Shiva So even though it's not yet the Gula, but the, Nech- the seven weeks of Nechoma is a taste of the Geula. Nachamu Nachamu Ami, and like the, the Abu Raham brings that the seven weeks is like a conversation between the Ebrist and the Eden where the Ebrist says here sends the Novi and the Novi says Nachmu Nachmu Amin the, the Jews come back to the Ebrist and say why are you sending a Novi? And then the Ebrist says you're right So the whole seven weeks is really a back and forth conversation and essentially it's really to put it in the language we are speaking earlier is the seventh week is Malchus that's mm-hmm. the end. That goes right into Rosh Hashanah, which is So the Hamshach of Mechin goes into first Chesed, is the first week of the Shiva Nechemta, then Gvura to Fetis Netzer, Yisheed, as he explains there and other places. And the seventh week, Pasha Nitzavim which is always read before Rosh Hashanah is the week of Malchus. The week of Malchus because that's the conclusion of the Hamshach. Now, Ilu Zachinu, if we merited, it, it would actually bring straight to the Geulah. As we discussed, that, that's why the goal is connected to Malchus, Melech HaMashiach, Malchus, Amshochus HaMalchus, Gilelechus in this world. So that's how he explains. Then the Tartat Yuft is a little more complicated. I'm going to go into to and so, Geh so, but he explains that that's Aliyah HaMalchus to the to Keser, which consists of two, Atik and Arik. So the context here of all of this is that Malchus is, at the end of the day, both the worst and the best of history. The worst, because Malchus represents less that when complete darkness, like the moon, when it's completely diminished, and on the other hand, it is the moon that has the greatest aliyah, eshlas chayla teres that is even higher than the shemesh. So, going back to the story in the Gemara what well, the story is really going on here is like this. Um, briefly again, is that the Shnei Ma'edas Hakdelem, the Eibishter created these two hamshachas. One is the er uh, and the er which is Shemesh and Levon, Zah and Malchus. In truth, both of them are equal Hamshachus. In the language of Chsidis, the Ebrest has Yecholte Lahayr, The power to give light and the power to not give light, the power to receive, are both Kechus of the Ebrest. They're, they're equal. They're both the Ebrest's powers. However, in Giluyim, the Shemesh, the is, is more is brighter. So the Levona, its power was equal to the power of the Shemesh, right? In the beginning of creation. That's why Shnei like Sehadele. But it's not Shnei Meirah Sehadele that there were two suns. It was a sun and a moon. It was Ada mashpi and Edam Akalpa. So if someone asks you a question, what's more powerful? When you see a Talmud Chochem, a scholar who's teaching and being with Gala, his ideas, or he's exercising restraint and he's concealing himself, which is stronger? So, initially we think his ability to give. That's not true. A person who's a smart person and has something to say, it requires more and more to restrain himself than to give. Think about it, sometimes you're in a situation and people are discussing or arguing about something and you have something good to say. It's not easy to control yourself and not say it. Why? Because you have an opinion, you want to say it, and you may even be right. So the power to withhold is always deeper than the power to, con- to reveal. But but in giluim, Giluyim is Giluyim. So the Levona, in its well, we won't say a mistake that it made, the Levona wanted also to have Giluyim. So the Levona says you can't have one king with two crowns, or you can't have two kings with one crown, I should say. Which means the Levon also wanted the Gili. It didn't appreciate that you have another power, which is to use the language of Zachar nekeva, that the that the quality of a Zahar a Mashpia is in Hashpa in Gili. The quality of the Meqabal is not, people think a Meqabal is just a passive entity that's just sitting around waiting to be Meqabal. No, Kabbal takes also Avedah. It's Avedah sabitl. And sometimes even deeper. So when you say K'fud the Basmelech Pnima, what's stronger, K'fud the Basmelech Pnima or Ish-dak el So Ish-dak el looks more powerful. The man is physically stronger, he can go out and be a conqueror, and that's his role. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara says that they, the man goes out into the field and he works hard in the field and he brings in the grain, the chitim, and the woman makes from that challah. He brings or mati- uh, and, and she makes from it clothing. So you need both. You may be familiar with the famous sikha from the Rebbe of Be'i Shvat, Tov Shinun Be'is. The Rebbe handed it out as well. It was called Kuntuz Be'choy So there there's a Sikha. That the Rebbe spoke Nun um about Chobay Shvat. It's a beautiful sikh about the name Chayamushke. And he explained that uh, in her name lies the, the whole purpose of uh, Isha. And he explained that the Kavon, of course, is Nisavakosh Baruch Holiyas, Baruch betachtenim. So to make a diri, you need two things. First, you need a shelter. You probably need to build a home that protects the family or whoever's living in the home from rain and from snow. And from the elements, from wild animals. But that's more like Surmara. That's like a, and then you need to have a Dira Noah. So the Gemara says, Dira Noah Marchiva Shalot, my beautiful home. So when it comes to Adira Batakhtenim, it's also true. One thing you need to do is Surmara and just have sim- simply take the Gash world and make sure it's not a stira telekouros and not a minagid. But then you need to beautify it. So we see Zekeli Van that it should be a mezuzah noah, a seyfetetah noah. The noah is not just a superficial thing. The beautification is actually including Adam Elyon, because when you're in a home, that's just a bare minimum. Okay, so you have a roof over your head and a bed to sleep in. But when you have a beautiful home, it expands, it's expansive. That's why the Beis HaMidosh was built beautifully. The bam Bampaschans, we should do everything with a mitzvah beautifully. So the Rabbi said, the name Mushka. Represents that Chaya is bringing Chayas into something, vitality. And Mushka is from the word Mushak, or musket. It was one of the Yud'al of money a beautiful aroma, a perfume. And that represents what's in the Kudr that I'm bringing out here that the two energies, the Abishnuk made, is two energies. One is an energy of, of aggression, of power. That's why a man is physically stronger. Because, uh, the, 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 like Shemesh, the sun is more powerful than the moon. But if you talk about subtlety, beauty, uh, edelkite, refinement, and gentleness is much deeper by Aisha, Imalchus. And in this world that we live in, people don't appreciate that. We appreciate power. People in power, they're strong, they're aggressive. The truth is, the deepest power is the intimate power, that is, that is not so powerful, that's not so loud. What's the, the Zayed asked the question, what's stronger? The Avedis, what's higher? The Avedis of Kahanim that they were Aveda was Bechashoi quietly in the base of Mikdash, Or the Aveda of Lavim that was Beshida with sing a song? So you ask, if I asked you, what's, what's more powerful, singing a song or being quiet? Most people would say singing a song is more powerful. It's, you hear a song, it's beautiful, everyone's singing. Zayed says, no, sound is never as strong as silence. That's why Yom Kippur, the is the was with a lot of fanfare, Kailas of Rokim and everything. And it created and created a problem. Yom Kippur is a quiet day. So the fact that we in this world appreciate loudness and aggression doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's more powerful. It just means it looks more powerful. It's like, it's like what they say the sizzle is more powerful than the steak. But but that's just making more noise. That's just because somebody makes more noise. Doesn't make them more powerful. That's what the Rebbe emphasizes a lot when he talks about uh, shlichus that uh, the husband and wife are both partners in the shlichus. But the woman does it through prima. So people think and misunderstand. That means that she should be undercover and she should be in the kitchen and no one should see her. That's not the point. The point is there's an edelkite. The Rebbe speaks a lot about the hergish that in many ways that reaches deeper. Dvodim ayayisim Alev reaches a lot louder than, uh, than, than if you re- yell at somebody, even though yelling is louder, because it reaches more biprimis. So the point getting back to us, the difference between Malchus and Zoh in this context is Zoh is louder, so to speak, more giluyim, Shemesh. So if you talk about pure firepower, yeah, the sun is more powerful than the moon. The light of the sun is more powerful, could be more destructive and also more beneficial but never underestimate the power of the moon. Now, because there was a tzimtzum addition, and that was, this explains that, that uh, uh, Rebbe, the Fridic Rebbe has a powerful mimeh called Al-Kain Yehmi Raham Meishlem Tofresh We explained, because there was a tzimtzum addition and a concealment, like I said, the paradox that God concealed himself, as a result of that was the mirta Talavona. So since there was a tzimtzum, the the lavona didn't fully appreciate the Mila of its own strength. lavona saw the sun, so in a way it got jealous. It liked the Giloin. Why can't I be as, as bright as the sun? The real answer is, you are as bright. You're even brighter, because you have a different power. But the moon did not recognize Now, it's not a mistake of the moon. It's part of the shade of Before Avedah Sa'odom, <coughs> of the Tikkun of Pagama Lavona you first need to have the tikun, the. the, the so just like there was a symptom, there was a mir talavonah. And that led to what? The Abish is saying, okay, leich but now we won't see your power. It's very similar to what it says afterwards, which is also an interesting Pesach. It says that after Chetet Tzadas, what was the Enish of, of Chava? So it says one of them was a yimshalbach. That's an Enish, that was a punishment. What kind of punishment is that? Hu yimshalbach, that the man will control her, or the man will dominate over her? Is that a maila? Is that a chesad? What is that exactly? And there are, unfortunately, husbands that use that posuk a lot to justify their behavior. But but, then when you tell them, one second, that was an Enish, that wasn't exactly the way it was meant to be. You don't have to be mahadir in the the, the ancient here. But what does it really mean? So chesidus has a very interesting way of explaining it. It means like this. In our world, where materialism and chesanias is so powerful, the truth is, malchus is who who gets hurt most in a world like this, a person who is vulnerable, a person who is fra- a person who is sensitive. You know, a person who is not sensitive, a person as aggressive, can make it a chesenius. It's like being a, a warrior, and that's why children, for example, who are vulnerable, are very vulnerable to this world because in a hostile world, people who are, don't have defenses, they don't have offense, a defense. A defense can get hurt. That's not a mile, it's a chesed. So what says of is that even though Malchus is deeper than Zah, but through Golis and through the Helen, you need Zah to protect Malchus. Hu Yimshalbach doesn't mean to own or control. It means to protect. To protect Malchus until the day comes when Malchus will elevate and Aliyah Malchus will be even higher than Zah. So in other words, to use the language of Chassidus, which is higher, Eid or Yesh? So is of course, is the highest level. It's Megala Mammesh Alakus. says no, the Yesh is higher, because the Yesh is rooted in Yesha amiti, Mitsusi So many different Sikhs from So you say, oh, one second, the yesh is rooted higher than the oyer, So what do we need air for? What do we need Giluiam for? It's exactly what Kirach timed. Kolaq De Nasu. Why are you higher? Because we need giluyim to reveal. You can't start saying that the, the Gufa and nefesh abamis has a shader that's higher than nefesh alikis, so we should follow our Gufa and nefesh abamis? Of course not. You need the teda, it's like it says, that shuvah is higher than teda, but you need teda to megala what shuvah is. So you need the giluyim, you need zah, the hu yimshabach to be megala the mailah of malchus. So ironically, the sun ends up being megala what the mailah of the levana is, and that's why the Ebershah says, "Havil like kapada. It was all meant to be. Because now I, I want Malchus to be elevated. I want the Levana to come back to its full glory. But it has to come through your Avedah, through your carbon, through your Kiruv, through your Avedah, so essentially Avedah sa'odam, in the language of Chassidus, is the Tikkun of Malchus. And Aliyah Malchus is to take the, the, the yesh of this world, And on one hand, is Mushrish in the highest levels, just like the Isha is is Mushrish higher than Zah. Malchus goes straight to Keser and all the way up to the highest levels, and Megala that Kayach, and that's why we say that loss is loving the Kaved to Save of Goved, that the feminine energy will be stronger than the masculine. What means stronger? Not necessarily physically stronger. It means you'll be Megala. Its power—that's the power of Helam—is deeper than the power of Gili. That's the Asid Lave, is the language of Chassidus, the Gilead of the Hellam atzmi. So, I know it's a very big topic, I'm trying to sum it up briefly, but this is, you'll find in so many Ma'amotim, if you go back now to Ma'amotim, you learn about Malchus, you'll see how it's such a Yisod in this concept, where you say, Ali is Ha-Malchus, Eshez baila What does it all mean? It's referring to exactly this. So when we say that we're at the threshold of Gaula, and the Mashiach is about to come, that's the language that we see. The Rebbe uses Eshus Chayla Teres Baila, Nikavit the save of Gavr, what? that the Noshem Noshim Sitconius, Niglu Avesenim Mitzayim, and also in this Gaula, Asida. Why? Because it's Malchus that has this power. So on one hand, it's a Makabal. And the Chatchila, Makabalah, looks like a Hellam. But the truth is, in it lies far greater power that's rooted in the Hella Ma'atmi, because ultimately, Atzmos. Is more connected to, is more revealed through Helam than through Gili. Yoshesh, Cheshach, Sisre. Giluyim are Megala the Giluy of Elochus. But, uh, but, uh, but Helam and the uh, Kudab Prim is Megala the Etzim of Elochus. And that's a far higher level. So at the end of the day, what we want to, of course, have is a Chibur of Yichud Shimshe Vesira, which is Yichud of Giluyim and Etzim, the Giluyim of Shemesh and Zoh, and the Etzim of Malchus, and to have both in the best of both worlds. That's the ultimate goal. So ultimately, the goal is to transform Tishabov, which is lacking a weakness in Malchus. It's lacking the number 10. But Hamish above, which is when you have Yichud, Shim Shivasida, full moon, that the moon is completely reflecting. And that, as he explains there in Ayin is in the beginning of Hele Gimel, that then will come an eighth level, which is even higher than the seven levels, that the Lavana will be higher than the, 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 than the sun, and it will actually be Mashpia into it. Like the example that today the neshamah gives life to the body. And minaguf. the body will give life to the neshamah because of the shadesh that it has and the etzim that's higher than Gilui. So this is in the macrocosm, somewhat what Malchus, the role of Malchus is, and essentially the role of what, our aveda, because the Knesset is all We are damal of So we do Veda, this is exactly what we can accomplish. So, the, the, so even though neshamis of Igvus and the Mishicha may not be the highest level of Nishamas, but it's that Moshe was an honor for which neshamis for the neshamis of the lowest level of Akvayim, the Akvayim, the heel, because the heel is able to reach the highest levels of the etzim. So that's a, hopefully I did a little justice to this uh, big topic, and also fitting to uh, Tishah B'av and the days we're in, and maybe Yavchiyam Mel the simple made him and uh, enjoy your vacation. As the Rebbe says, it's not vacation because it's not vacating. It's just vacating from Gashmis in order to do more Ruchnis. I, I, I know I don't have to remind you of that, but uh, I just felt I'd say that. Okay, so we should all have a meaningful Tisha and may it become a Mo'yed de uh, with the coming Mashiach. Yehoff, as I said, yom, be, the table. be well. Mm-hmm. See you in